Welcome to the Can of Coin podcast with Q Nicole. And you are here because you're interested in either being an advocate of cannabis, you are a budding entrepreneur, maybe just can of curious, but our goal is to help you be exposed to the wealth and the wellness opportunities in the cannabis space. I'm Q Nicole Vanderhoor, CEO and founder of WH Farms Co. We are an industrial cannabis cultivation operation. We also botanically manufacture body care and wellness goods because we want to help businesses launch or expand their CBD product line and really be on the front end of this huge industry that is evolving right before our eyes, especially an industry that has gained its popularity from our communities, truth be told, right? So we want to be the company that helps to put our community in a position and other communities, other individuals in a position to grow or expand their cannabis business and also offer them products that they can both trust and trace. And so we always start an episode with a hot topic. And this hot topic, I'm going to give it back to the state of North Carolina, my home state where our business is located, because we got a little controversy going on right now. The Compassion the Compassionate Care Act has not yet passed, and as of August of 2023, this act has not yet passed, allowing for the use, medicinal use of marijuana. So we are in a state where marijuana is absolutely illegal, although industrial hemp, which is a form of cannabis, is federally legal and USDA licensed. Um, however, the tribal reservations, the Cherokee Indians and the Indian tribe in Western North Carolina, they have approved medical marijuana on their reservation. They have one of the largest cultivation and medical marijuana facilities in the state. They're one of the, the greatest employers of the state at present. And they've decided that in September, they're going to pass the law amongst their tribal council to proceed with recreational use. And so they are going to open up recreational use to non-tribal members. So that means residents of the state of North Carolina, if you just drive to the western part of the state around October-ish, and you are able to, you know, th these facilities will be available where you won't need a license and you will be able to go in and buy cultivated cannabis that's cultivated on a Native American reservation. And the Congress people are not happy. They actually are threatening to remove tribal federal funding as a result of this actual reservation taking this stance. Now, this is a stance that's been taken because they've seen the wellness benefits from their medicinal program. They've helped to create over 400 jobs in the state within a two-year time frame. They've helped to create an industry in the state with data and documentation to show that this plant is available for more than just recreational use. And they also understand that with many of these uh, legal acts, like the Compassionate Care Act, the approved medical conditions, the list is just not extensive enough. It doesn't include fibromyalgia. It doesn't include chronic pain. It doesn't include behavioral health, mental health challenges. And so they've decided to take matters into their own hands and really expand the, the distribution of this plant to a community. So we just want to just ask that for those of you who are watching, if you are in the state, if you're an advocate of the plant, if you're an advocate of the industry, that you write your local congressman. You write the congressmen in North Carolina and you let them know the benefits and the wellness um, attributes of this plant so that the access can be made available. And I also want to make sure that I shout out those beautiful leaders in the community um, of the Eastern Band of Cherokees that 
are taking the leadership role and really pioneering a state, going against the grain, but setting precedent on how to run a major cannabis cultivation operation, provide solid jobs and opportunities for a community, embrace the economic benefits of the industry, and also make it available from a wellness perspective. I don't think there's enough that's been said about that. So that's today's hot topic, and we're going to jump right into our guest. So we have Mr. Karan Riley. Yep. I am so happy to have you here with us today. Thank you so much for joining. Thanks for having me. Thank you. So I want you to first let everyone know a little bit about yourself. Introduce yourself and tell the audience a little bit about your, your history and your resume of experience. Uh, well, born and raised in Detroit, Michigan. I am the son of two teachers. Um, played professional football for a stint. Um, now I'm an actor and a producer, director, writer. I'm on my own production company with uh, two of my uh, business partners called Dedicated Prophecy. Um, I'm on a new hit show called The Black Hamptons. Awesome. Coming, in, coming back in November and another show called Wicked City. So tune in. All right. Tune in. You know, I've always said that the difference between um, a college or high school, you know, star athlete and a professional athlete is aptitude. Right. And obviously physical. I mean, you can uh, there's a physical piece, but certainly it's the, the, the level of which you play the game from a mental perspective. And I love how you've been able to parlay that aptitude into acting and developing in the media industry. So being a son of two teachers, how did that impact your ability to just know that your brain was going to take you farther in life? Well, you know, just being a son of teachers, you what one thing that you got, one thing I got drilled into me was to be a lifelong learner. Like first and foremost, like you learn from everything. You know, um, school for me was never really that exciting because I was always a, a worldly thinker. So I was, I was always feel like I was constrained in school. wasn't It was easy. Mm-hmm. So able to you know do what I had to do in school was not a problem. It was just I was always curious about the world and 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 what was missing mm-hmm. right like I just felt like the things they were teaching me just was some, you know what wasn't on the, on the up and up mm-hmm. and I didn't quite understand this until I got older um but to go into your question is mindset about every mindset is everything yeah yeah um and I was talking to your husband earlier off off camera and I was just saying I I was always a little bit of a different thinker mm-hmm in my own in my own self but I will give a lot of credit to my mother she mm. she put so much positive positive affirmational energy into my spirit man she used to call me the golden child man when I was a little I mean from a baby on up I've always thought I was I was here to be more yeah and I also also understood I had a, a, a um a responsibility yeah like she, she raised me. She gave me the talented tenth papers when I was like eight years old mm. by W. E. B. Du Bois. I didn't understand it then, mm-hmm. but I would read them every year. We and we would talk about them, and she, she would just, you understand the talented tenth yet? You know, no. And then one day she, you understand the talent? Yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. I understand that I have a responsibility because I've been gifted. Mm-hmm. Um, my ancestors have left me a beautiful. A beautiful, a beautiful plate to play on, mm-hmm. um, and I owe, I owe it to them, and I owe it to 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 just the gifts I've been given to to make sure I stay focused and to make sure that I trust the visions that are put into my spirit because I feel like I am one of God's chosen. Absolutely. So I'm like, 
yeah, I gotta own, I gotta, I gotta live with that. You know what I'm saying? I love it. I love it. The reason why I love how you were able to articulate just how much your mom helped to shape your identity is because when you know we have the ability to kind of expand outside of the the walls of the environment that we may be placed in or the environment that we grow in, we realize that our inner environment is the most important one, mm-hmm. and that inner environment creates this outer world that we're able to really you know enjoy and exist in. But for those who who haven't had that level of impartation, they might not know that, you know, that whole biblical scripture, be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind. You may not even think that your mind requires renewal or actually can be renewed. And it sounds like because you had this almost like this cultivated environment where you were constantly held accountable for more constantly held accountable for not what you were taught in school but what you were taught at home and what you learned from the people the elders that were around you that were they were your teachers in as much as your grade school teachers were your teachers i love that exactly so i i give all credit to the village yeah at the end of the day yeah i'm I'm a product of an amazing village that's beautiful i had you know amazing coaches amazing uh teachers even in the system of this of this america we live in that taught outside the box enough to keep us curious enough about ourselves in a way that was very empowering yeah i yeah. come from a black city i come from detroit so yeah it's, it's it we i got to see us really thrive and i, I got and I, I got to see us suffer yeah and i think all of us um people of color that need to understand that our journey it's like any other culture's journey. There's gonna be ups. There's gonna be downs. And slavery was a down, but it wasn't our. It wasn't our. It wasn't our low. It, Shout it, you know, out to the Reconstruction low. era. Like, but we started on a high. That's right. We like, started as kings and queens. We have. We know. We started. Yeah, that kings and queens, and we gave the world everything that they know. Yeah. Everything that they know came from people that look like us. Yeah. Yes, slavery was a was a was a really bad sprained ankle. But let's yeah. let's get our stuff back together. Right. And let's stop being accountable to ourselves yeah. and to each other right yeah and i think that's what my mother and protecting me with they protected me against the programming yeah the programming of victimhood the programming of poverty and lack and all of the things that we i read a book called post-traumatic slavery syndrome it's real. and it's just that there's so many things that have been in, like just kind of placed into our thinking about who we are we self-identify with lack as opposed to self-identifying with abundance we self-identify with you know just various things that are so disconnected from our genetic bloodline and mm-hmm. why we've been so resilient as a race is because we come from something that's great and grand as you said the pearl of the world right africa has given so much to the world and yet sometimes when we look at it we only see the parts of it that lack when there's so much beauty and abundance so i love that so let's jump into cannabis because i know that you are canna friendly yes yes and you are also very big in health and wellness as a professional athlete because yep. health has been your wealth right yes so talk about as a lifestyle how you've created a lifestyle that really supports your wellness goals and how important that is to you as a man as a black man and then obviously as a as a professional um brand right so as you stated you know the health is is our wealth and for me it's been that way since i was probably eight years old now but um playing football for seven years professionally i took you know some damage yeah my body my body held up to a degree i'm thankful and I, I, I didn't have any super major injury but i had a few that you know just that will linger and yeah. arthritis is crazy yeah so getting out of the league i was you know what can i do 
that I don't have to be stuck on, you know, the stuff that would destroy my liver. Um, Long-term any, effects. Yeah, any pharmaceutical stuff, right? It's like, how can I – because when we were in the league, they, that's all they threw at us. Wow. You know, they threw – Every dang on pill in the book, like we had, we had an actual pill that if you feel like you was getting sick, they can give it to you. And it goes away. Wow! Like I don't know what was in that, <laughs> right? But it it obviously it works, right. right? But it's it's again it's quick fix stuff. Yeah. And it's not of nature. It's not of God. It's not of what we what we as African people re- resonate with better anyway. Exactly. All, everything that they given us here is designed to kill us. It, right. Everything. Right, including um, the food. Everything. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> the TV, the programming, absolutely, the, the, the media, the media, absolutely, the, the food, the the fruits, yeah, the weed. Now, yeah. the, and that's what they were waiting on, right? And we, I know that's down the line, but yeah. we get on that. But just make sure you remember that. But um, my my wealth is my health is my wealth. Even as an actor now, like I have to stay in shape. I have to be a leading man. I can't walk in looking like the best friend if I'm a leading man. Right. The best friend never has these dimensions yeah right yeah. he's like he's always he's gonna have a little rounder edge he's gonna right. be a little softer because again we as humans we identify certain things with certain appearances it's of course just how we identify each other a lot of times and it's and it's so subconscious um but i understand the, the medium i'm in i'm, I'm in I'm, I'm in visual arts yeah so for me you know eating clean eating clean um i have a mostly plant-based diet got it which um, I can, I, I still do a, a red meat once a month just because I'm O positive, right? which I tell people all the time, like, what are you, what is your diet? If you don't know your blood type, right? There's That's, a book eat right for your blood type. Yes. And that is, it's so real. Yeah. Like when I, when I really got deeper into myself, I started to see like, though, that's poison to me. Yeah. But you realize I never liked that. And, or when I ate that, I got queasy. Right. And then you be like, oh, this this stuff is real. Yeah. So then when you start eating according to what your blood type is, mm-hmm. you automatically gonna have a boost in health and everything else is gonna click. Yeah. So even for me, even eating my cannabis, like I had to nail down what's for what, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I did it to numb pain and make sure I didn't have to take, you know, Advil every day. And also I'm a creative. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 always creating scripts and writing or but painting and Sativa. Mm-hmm. You like, needed something to clear the brain fog. To keep, me, to keep me just, you know, lit, focused where I need to be and where I need to be. I don't have to worry about this neck pain. Yeah. And I can come up with something brilliant creatively because my mind, I'm, I'm just in a better flow state. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the cannabis, if you study it and understand, that's what it was derived to do when it was created. And, Absolutely. And what it, how it was designed. So you do an indica when it's time. Like my wife has problems sleeping. Right. So I introduced her to indica because she does, she was doing the ambient and the, the pharmaceutical stuff i'm like babe i think you should really look into the plant Cannabis, side yeah to just really go a little bit more natural because i never i had a, we, we, i did an ambient one time and just didn't remember <laughs> the half the night and i was like that right there is dangerous yeah yeah um so you know it's it, it, it you, once you find the benefits of it and the benefits of I, again health if you don't ever do any cannabis just work out and take care of yourself yeah get your heart rate up just go for a walk yeah. If you can get yourself to do a, a mile or two a day, yeah, you 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 save yourself. This has been a Duke study that just came out mm-hmm. that for every hour of train working out you do, you get three hours of life back. Look at that, that's huge. That's real, right? That's like a for real every statistic. Every hour you get three hours of life back. That's awesome. So I'm out here getting all. I, so I'm thinking <laughs> I'm gonna get to about a buck twenty. 
<laughs> that's what you're Just going what for. I'm working on. Yeah. That's what's yeah, up. Exactly. You know, I love that because I believe that our Western diet has been really created because they we can we're considered experiments, right? And so I I was just telling a, a couple last night that my husband and I kind of follow this Taoism book, and it's all about food combinations that are healthy for your digestive system. We periodically do a raw fruits and vegetable detox for like 15 days just to really reset things because we can get so consumed in capitalism in America that we forget that this engine has to be maintenance and we can get the capital but the engine is like done by the time we get the capital and and I really want to talk about men's health for a second because when we do pop-ups as a company, we often are approached by men who hate going to doctors. They don't like going to doctors. They're afraid of what the doctors may say, but they know that they're dealing with diabetes. They know they're dealing with high blood pressure. And so what advice would you give to a man um, from a man's perspective regarding the importance of health and wealth, especially as it relates to your position in the family, in society, et cetera? Man, me and your husband was talking about this earlier. <laughs> it's all about self-love. Yeah. Like, dude, like if you think something's wrong, like how long does it take you to go get an answer to figure out how to how to self-correct, right? Yeah. Um, I think I think as a black man in this country, we 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 do have to get over the lack of love that we have for ourselves. Yeah. And that that right there will self-correct a lot of things. Ninety-nine percent of our issues. That's it. Ninety-nine percent. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, th- I think I would tell a brother, man, like when I used to train, when I used to train, I just train people. Mm-hmm. And clients would come like, Karan, how do you say discipline to do this and do that? I said, dude, do you want to live? Right. That's a simple question. Yeah. And if your answer ain't hell yeah, <laughs> then get away from me because that means you making other bad decisions. Yeah. You're not, you're not thinking clear. You can't compartmentalize bad decisions. Yeah. So you they might, yeah. Over. So I, I don't even hang around those kind of people. That's I don't it. have tolerance for them. And I can't really, I don't, I, I've never been, and I've never been that way. I've always been intolerable to people who hate themselves. Well, you know, and that's how you protect your world because a lot of times people will fall into the experience that the society is having, but we don't have to be products of society. We should all be products of our own world. Absolutely. We should have our own world that we exist in so that if lack is there, if poverty is there, if recession is there, it doesn't have to be in here. If hate is there, it doesn't have to be in here. It's like if you have low boundaries, that's just horrible for your nervous system anyway. Exactly. (laughs) You're just letting too much. But what people got to understand is that your world is going to reflect your thoughts. That's it. That's it. As so is above, is so below. As so inside is outside. Yeah. So I, 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 I spend more time just focusing on my vision of my life so I can stay on track. Yeah. You know, I don't. I don't bop around everywhere. Every chance I get, even as an actor, to be out, they say it benefits. I, I, to me, it doesn't. Because you're aligned. I'm aligned. Yeah. I don't feel like I have to go out there and chase your acceptance. I'm the work, my intentions, my actions, is going to bring my worth. Yeah. And that's going to bring the value, and that value to me is more intrinsic than, oh my God, I see him everywhere. I do this, and he's always right. no. Just just be 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 with self. Be still. Be be in the flow. Yeah. And you you are you start to really let things just they just start smacking upside the head yeah and you be like dang it's coming and just how you do it and I think that's what we got to get back to I agree with that and so tell me about how you were able to when you were playing professionally did you consume cannabis at that time now I'll be honest I I I would every blue moon okay you know but that back then it was more on some just being a rebel and just 
you know, being young and doing what you wanted to do, but um, I didn't necessarily consume it at that time for therapeutic reasons. Okay. It was more of I'm just being a knucklehead and I want to have a moment of stupidity just so I can see if I can get away. Right. But as I when I got out of football is when I really got into it for the therapeutic reasons, first and foremost, the stress, the creativity, all those things. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like myself. It's like I always told myself when I got out of professional sports, I was going to, you know, jump into a different life of world to be able to say all the things I wanted to do mm-hmm. possibly because I, you know, it stops you drink, it stops alcohol. Alcohol is, now that's poison. You want to talk about something not drinking. Serious poison, yeah. right. Um, so it's, it's just, it just gives me that. I like to feel, I like to feel lifted. I, I, I'm not going to front. There is parts of me that's like, yo, I like to be lifted too. Yeah. Like I'm a positive person already. Yeah. But like when I'm on my good sativa and everything, I'm, I'm like, Shh. yeah, it's like, it's just wow. floating. Yes. It's, so it's you, different. you did the same. You did exactly. You said exactly what I wanted to lead into because so many people have had this stigma that consuming cannabis will make you like Beavis and Butthead. That you're going to be like sitting on the couch and munching. And I don't feel that people recognize that a great sativa before a workout can give you an even better workout. And again, there's been studies that show that um, in, ingesting cannabis before any strenuous activity actually helps that activity go up. Because if you're like me, it takes a while for the engine to get warm. Now, I'm a cyclist now. So I did 30 miles yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first 10 miles shit is hurting you know what i'm saying <laughs> but if you if I, I i when i used to smoke i used to smoke before I, right, right before i rolled mm-hmm. so as i got going i didn't feel any of those those first five to ten mile pain receptors weren't going off right and i just felt a, a different ease of the riding and made the riding more enjoyable yeah um so i really had started to say dang man i wish i knew about this when i was playing football right because i could hit a little joint at halftime and i could have <laughs> instead of taking a toradol shot yeah um, that they gave us every game mm-hmm. for my whole career from college on. Like, you know, I don't know what that did to my right. body over all that time, but um, I would have preferred to hit hit a, a really good sativa, yeah. two puffs, because you, once you get to understand your doses, you understand what I need. Am I going to somewhere I need to be a little bit energetic and up for the people? Right. I hit three. Right. If I need to just get ready to go for my bike ride, that's two puffs. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or am I about to do something? I might be a little nervous. I take one puff. Yeah. Right. And that, so you learn how to dose and be productive and be intentional about everything. Again, it comes down to just, if you're beavers and butthead before you smoke, you, you're going to be beavers and butthead after you smoke. Yeah. So that, that is a stigma. It's yeah. Really at the end of the day. And again, educate yourself properly in the plant. Every, yeah. everything has different benefits and different uses. So mm-hmm. if you do want to sit on the couch someday and veg out, take a good indica. You need to catch up on sleep. Take a good indica by all means and, and, and veg out and, and, and rest. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you're at that point where you want to have an early part of the night, you're up and you, and you want to come and have you in the time, your, your bedtime, right. Take your hybrid. Right. There's things that you just got to do. And you got to just be intentional, not just to be smoking because it's something to do. And that, and that goes back to your comment about being an eternal learner. Yeah. Keeping an open mind and not just taking what society has said about a plant, but actually learning for yourself. Yep. And one of the comments that he made, guys, about knowing what to take and how much to take, in the industry we call that microdosing. That's when you're able to really allow your body to guide you so that when you consume, you can say, okay, so for this type of activity, this is all I need. We have, because we are a hemp, 
company and many of our products or all of our products are hemp derived CBD. We have a number of clients who use the gummies for their children, mm -hmm. especially during the pandemic when there was more virtual learning mm -hmm. and you had to keep your kids focused. They would take our 10 milligram gummy and give a child half of the gummy before mm -hmm. school would start and maybe another half of the gummy right at the end of the day when they needed to get their homework done so they can keep them mentally engaged and focused and not wandering all over the place because they just were used to being in a classroom versus in their kitchen at the kitchen table right. in school so i think that education and educating yourself about the plant is so valuable because it has so many wellness benefits you mentioned that when you were playing you would have preferred being able to maybe just go in the locker room during halftime and take a couple of pulls of uh, an actual plant-based option versus a shot of something that was pharmaceutical. Tell me about how you feel. In 2020, the NFL stopped testing for cannabis. And yes, let's round of applause. Yes. Round of applause. Round of applause for the United Nations who removed it as a actual scheduled drug or dangerous drug. That's an international policy. So 2020 was a big year for cannabis. As a former professional athlete, mm -hmm. how do you feel that players now have an opportunity to better protect their bodies now that they have this plant-based option? I think it's um it's huge that they don't now they don't have to take the Toradol before a game. You could like I said, you could take two quick hits. If again, now this is nothing I you gotta you gotta preface this with. You you have to again, you have to be intentional about what you're using the plant for. Right. Right? Because I when I first started years and years ago, I didn't have the acute the, the acuity to really be able to um stay in my spiritual mental all of the alignment you need to you be was just smoking some weed yes <laughs> right and, and, and i was and i was and again my intentions was to just get high and be high and that's what was what happened mm -hmm. but now as you've grown i've grown older and become a more mature cannabis user it's more about what can i what do i need this for to help me with to benefit me here for what like if, if my shoulder hurting bad today i might have to do a double dose because i'm like oh this is bothering me today but um you just got to know what you're doing with it. You just yeah. can't be out here frivolously. So, again, to go back on all of it and say, you just got to know exactly what you want to do, how you want to do it. Yeah. And I absolutely appreciate, like, Terrell Owens. He's yep. come out with a plant-based product line mm -hmm. that's CBD-focused. And um, we even see Al Harrington. He's done such a phenomenal job yeah, with Viola Brands. Yeah, like, shout-out to the pioneer and how he was even able – and I, I really love how he brought – his grandmother's story mm -hmm. into the brand story because so many of us started from a wellness challenge right. that we just decided we wanted to go plant-based as opposed to what the doctor prescribed right. including my journey and to see him really destigmatize it for the elderly community mm -hmm. um, on a very massive in a very massive way for our culture I think is major it is and I think that comes with the maturity because I guarantee most of the athletes that that do or that's advocates for it now we didn't start off that way right like we fell into the the, the sense of it yeah just like when we first started getting high oh, we getting high and we go ooh, hope we don't get busted it was yeah. just a fun thing but then you start looking back like wait a minute i, I really didn't i felt really you know shoulders didn't hurt all this stuff didn't hurt and it's right. like wait a minute this this is deeper and that's what al harrington's that he's taking it i guarantee it didn't start that way yeah probably not even that way or he or he was unknowingly like trying to hand his hands and stuff like that's how I heard uh, another player spoke like he was never played a game without being high, and I was like, "That's that was his thing." And I'm mm -hmm. like, "I get that, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like because if that's a because it's not a performance enhancer. Let's right. be clear, it doesn't make you faster, 
doesn't make you do anything better. Shout out to Shikari. We yeah. understand, girl. You just wanted to calm your nerves. Well, she she, you know, she just lost her mom. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So there it was a therapeutic Absolutely. thing. You know what I'm saying? Instead of instead of being depressed and taking some pills for depression, Absolutely. let's smoke a joint and laugh and continue to perform. And we're back. That's right. You see what I'm saying? That's right. But she, now she ain't taking whatever that stuff is called. They give you for depression and and all this other stuff and and she's and she's fine. That's that's absolutely accurate. Yeah. I love it. So, let's talk about we talked about some of the common wellness and health challenges that athletes face. You talked about some of the injuries, you know, arthritis and things of that nature. How do you feel that cannabis has helped you in this season of your life, you've talked about your ability to kind of create more um, and even kind of protect your own energy, vibration and world. I feel like you've been able to really like it sounds like you've been able to really tap into the true essence of who you are. What would you say to other athletes who are kind of like on the fence because they grew up in the same they may have played during the same time frame or even older athletes who just came under a different regime where it wasn't approved, it wasn't promoted. Um, what would you tell them in terms of like helping them to destigmatize the plant? Uh, I would, I would tell them to be responsible. Yeah. Right. I think, I think being responsible and showing it in a different light by the results, it says volumes for yeah. anything. I mean, if you're trying to prove a point, prove it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And you know I love saying? to see how many professionals are now choosing cannabis um, because it gives it takes away the stigma that cannabis is only for an urban recreational community. And that goes back to the conversation that we were going to delve into. How do you feel about that now that we get to show a different face of the plant and where it's taking our community? I'm, I'm loving it because I just think it's it's a testament to um, excuse me. It's a testament to the overall awakening of our community. Yeah. Like our community is now starting to really say, okay, listen, let me start looking at what I'm ingesting versus just ingesting it. Yeah. Like we're starting to get, and that, and that goes for food, weed, pharmaceuticals, yeah. uh, diet, TV. We're, as a, as a coach, as a community in our culture, I, I can sense us starting to kind of stop falling for the banana in the tailpipe. Absolutely. In a way, you know what I'm saying? It's not a, it's not where it needs to get to yet, but I can feel the current starting to change. And mm -hmm. I think this is a direct reflection of that. Everybody is starting to open their, their third eye a little bit and understanding like, yo, this is this is not here just to be dumbed out and um Yes, there's a there's a leaf of that. Yeah. But there's also something else, right? Yeah. And that's why I think we're starting to understand that there's more than other options. And I do believe at one time they were flooding us with indica. They would not let us get anything other than indica. I yeah. think they flooded our community with indica purposely. Yeah. You because they saying? wanted to sedate us. Sedate, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. They uh so sp talking about the consumption of things that have been designed for our detriment, right? I'm a huge hip hop fan. I think that as a millennial, I am a part of that hip hop generation. Mm -hmm. And so, um again, the book Post Traumatic Slavery Syndrome, if you guys have never read it, I recommend it for everyone in our culture. Uh it talked about how they observed through media how we responded to rhythm. So they knew that because we were of African descent, that we responded to rhythm and to sound and to music differently. Like it literally went through our our bodies. I mean, we've talked about over the years how different genres of music it was stolen from. You know, we were there first, and then other genre, I mean, other races would get the credit, but it was a genre that we really popularized, and they were stealing our dance moves, et cetera. We talk about music and we talk about how they understood that we were rhythmic. The messaging around cannabis for so long 
was so toxic and detrimental as if we were not actually healing in the process. And, you know, the hoods, you know, when we talk about some of the inner cities and the conversations from the 90s and the crack era and all of that stuff, there's tra there's trauma at every doorstop almost. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, just thinking about the number of single parents and there was trauma everywhere, but yet we were being policed for what we decided was our medicine. And I think that that's something that, is really important to understand that now we have the opportunity to be honest about our use, to be vocal about it, and even to be selective, right. to go to facilities and choose the strain and to educate ourselves on the differences in the plant and not just, you know, uh, introduce ourselves to a black market that may still be infiltrated with a quality of a plant that may not be good for our well-being. Right. Um, we've seen a lot of the like K2 and a couple of other synthetic drugs. I remember when that plant came out and I we would drive through DC and you would literally just see people just laying in the park. I mean, they were just out for the count and it looked like, you know, weed, but it wasn't. And I think that that's so important that we as a culture are aware that now with the biggest benefit to the decriminalization of marijuana is that we get a chance to understand what we're consuming. Right. And to make better decisions. Yeah. So I think that's awesome. What are you 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 were going to say something about what they're offering us and to be careful with everything. Kind of go into that a little bit more. Well, I mean, we, we wanted decriminalization. We wanted all of the it to open up and be demonsterized in a way, basically, because we I mean, our community was suffering. We had most of the people incarcerated are incarcerated because some weed. Like, yeah. what are we talking about? Yeah. Um. But with the flip side of that coin of it becoming decriminalized in a lot of places, we got to understand that they're not doing nothing for something without getting something. Right. And that was the, what was slowing it down in the first place. It was like, man, we're going to really lose a pipeline to keep filling these jails up, one. But Absolutely. also, if we're going to lose that, that, that resource, then let us find a way to we can maximize this thing. So instead of, you know, basically not fighting the times no more they went got with the times and now they just gonna take control of it and then you know put their stuff in into it make it make it again become a weapon in our community i truly believe that the marijuana industry once federalized is going to be like the tobacco industry absolutely yeah it, it, it would not be the, here to help anybody yeah yeah and i do believe that it is important for the artesian and the uh, more natural cultivators to have a space so that for those who are really looking for a traceable product, because please understand that the America isn't the only place where it's grown. So there's a lot of things that's imported that we can't really trace. Right. Um, but when it comes down to traceable products, that's why these types of businesses would be so important. Oh yeah. And once they get their hands on it and, and do whatever little trickery they're going to do to mess with our DNA and everything else they've been working on, they gonna get get it done. Trust me. So you really like folks like you who curate your own and have your own growing. That's I mean that's 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 gonna be the new organic. Like yeah. it's gonna be like yo, is that organic? Yeah. It's gonna be like a whole. You gonna have a whole food section for uh, cannabis. <laughs> then you gonna have a regular section. Right. It's like yo, I don't do that processed cannabis. And exactly. That's what it's gonna come to because that's what America does. They process everything. So how do you feel about synthetic cannabinoids like Delta Eight, Delta Ten? Like we're very much so anti those cannabinoids. But I'm interested in your position as a consumer. For me, um, like for CBD, like the CBD movement, the stuff that, you know, for me, I like the CBD creams. I like those type of things. But for me, I actually appreciate the psychedelic push mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. um, for me too. Yeah. So 
I, you know, for me, like ingesting the CBD to calm me down, I don't really need that. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm, I'm in good control of calm and I'm good in my own, you know, I do my meditation and I do all that. I know mm -hmm. how to control myself. So for me, I never really understood the point because I was like, I've always been, I'm an athlete, I'm an ex-athlete mm -hmm. So I take it to the limit. So mm -hmm. I've always been on people. I'm doing it, I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. So I think if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it that way. So for me, I think CBD is just one of those things that's great mm -hmm. for like Wellness. tropical. Yeah, yeah, tropical and topical, I mean, topical um, use. But for me, I wouldn't get into doing it and just looking for any kind of effect. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm probably not going to feel it. Right. Thinking because my engine's different. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I, just need, I need a little bit more pure yeah. hit. I tell everybody because, you know, what's crazy about CBD, um, so just as a quick thing, because I know that this is a, again, you guys might be kind of curious. So the cannabis plant scientifically has two species, marijuana and hemp. Marijuana actually has legally above 0.3% THC is what's considered marijuana. But based on what you smoked, it's probably like 40%. 50%, like it's up there. That's why you get high. That's why it's loud. That's why, you know, it has all of those things. And it's not just the, the THC, but it's the terpenes and other elements of the plant that offer an entourage effect that help with the psychedelic, the psychoactive experience. Now, can, uh, hemp on the other end has a legal definition of less than 0.3% THC. And so what that means is the hemp plant actually has more CBD. That's the reason why you see so many hemp-based CBD products because it is for therapeutic benefit. Mm -hmm. It's not to get you high. It doesn't have psychoactive benefits legally, um, but what it does have is a lot of therapeutic wellness benefits because our bodies have these receptors and CBD responds to those receptors. Receptors difference and your body may not respond to THC uh, well either. Right. So you have to know that about yourself because those are the same receptors uh, interact with the THC differently too. So like my wife, for instance, she doesn't, she can't, Mm -hmm. do it other than four it's time to go to sleep right i'm going to sleep for relaxation yeah straight go to sleep it yeah. ain't like she couldn't do it and come do it but she would know it's not she's not that that and, and i know it's her thc receptors yeah you know what i'm saying her receptors don't allow her to be able to move like that and that's just and that's fine yeah you know what i'm saying absolutely and i think that that's the reason why i'm so excited to see companies that are really expanding cannabis in general in their brands, international brands that are incorporating cannabis, and even the movement of brands growing to become international brands as a result of this industry growing. I think that that's why it's so important because everyone's statistically looking at, oh, well, you know, half of America believes in THC. Well, trust me, the other half of America is going to probably enjoy the other non-psychoactive things because most of America is dealing with pain. Most of America is dealing with insomnia. Most of America is dealing with pre or post diabetes. So even if you're not legally diabetic, right. you could be pre-diabetic just right there and needing something to help you reset. And this is why cannabis, I think, is such a big threat to the pharmaceutical industry exactly. because it's going to bring about a wellness benefit that is going to come with an economic benefit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I absolutely love that you you have that, that mindset. So any final words that you would like to share with the audience just about you know wellness and really understanding the benefit of a plant-based lifestyle, but not just a plant-based life, lifestyle, but knowing yourself and knowing what your body needs taking care of your body and putting your temple care first and how having this plant-based uh, intention, mostly plant-based intention that includes cannabis, mm -hmm. because I love that um, cannabis really is now a part of a plant-based wellness conversation mm -hmm. and not just like an accessory to a lifestyle. Right. Like 
it's a part of a wellness conversation. So tell everyone about any final words around, you know, encouraging others to really look at their wellness benefits and how cannabis can be a part of it. I, I you know, I guess it's, I'll repeat it. Know, know thyself. And on top of knowing thyself, love thyself. Yeah. So just really pay attention to the minutia of your life. Yeah. Which is what are you what are you putting in your mouth? What is it what is this gonna benefit? How does it help me? How does it hurt me? Yeah. Um just be more intentional about staying here and, and being here and being productive and, and, and winning instead of just living life to die. Exactly. Because right? the so, dash is important. The dash is all that matters. The dash is all that matters. So Karan, thank you so much for this interview. Thank you for your enlightenment. I think I, I love listening to individuals people who can exist in a space where there are lots of people, but they have their own thoughts, their own direction, their own focus, because they understand that they're guided by their own set of angels and ancestors that have them here for a specific purpose. I think that that is so beautiful. And I think that it's what needs to be promoted more today specifically because everyone's looking to be like someone, but who better to be than yourself? That's the, super, the best that's your superpower. That's your that's superpower. Just, nobody like you. Yeah. So tell everybody. I know you got a couple of shows you ran through them before, but tell everybody how they can follow you, where they can find you on TV, just all of the things. Across all platforms, Karan Joseph Riley on um, Instagram, Facebook. Um, I don't do the Twitter, um, but those two are the main ones. And if you tune into any network on TV, put in Karan Joseph Riley, you can see all the work that, that's been done. And look for me on the Black Hampton season two coming sometime uh, soon this fall. And actual, also Wicked City on All Black. And um, the Black Hamptons is on BET. Awesome. Thank you. And we have a gift for you. Oh, really? Because, I like gifts. Yes, because WH Farms, again, is all about spreading the plant therapeutic benefits of CBD. Yes. So we have some of our Pain Balm, which it. is one of our favorite best-selling products. It's Thank 300 you. milligrams of CBD. We have some gummies in there Ooh. for you and also a bath bomb and some body care items for your wife. Oh, man, she appreciate that. Thank you guys so much. Thank, man. You. Thank you. Thank so you much. for joining us. So, guys, this is another episode of the Can of Coin podcast with Q Nicole, thank you so much for watching. If you found some commentary that you enjoyed, make sure that you like, you comment, and you share this episode. Invite your family and friends to hear about this so they can become more aware of the benefits of the plant, the wellness benefits of the plant, and the perception that they should have of the plant. We really want to expand mindset with this podcast, so we want you to share it with everyone. And as mentioned, you can find me at Q Nicole McNair on IG and Facebook. Um, Facebook kicks me off from time to time because, you know, I'm a cannabis company owner, and they just shut my account down. Shout out to Mark Zuckerberg. Let us in, Mark. Stop shutting us down, Meta. Um, but other than that, guys, thank you so much for joining, and tune in for the next episode. Oh.